Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. Well... The crowds are back, aren't they? Hello, welcome to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jay. As always, joined by Troy. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good. Apart from my, my bad back. I feel like an old man. I can barely move. But I'm all right, though. <laughs> yeah, crowds are back. That's good. God, it makes a difference. It, it does. It makes, like, it, I feel like, especially Raw this week, if it was in the Thunderdome, it would have felt a lot worse than... It did. Because um, at least you had crowds shitting on it. So <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, before we get into it, you got some tidbits for us, mate. Fucking right, I have. Loaded tidbits. Strap in, mate. I've gone Aaron on this one. There's a lot. We'll do the 23rd first. That was yesterday. Um, two birthdays of note one birthday of note two birthdays of note two birthdays of note uh 1987 zach saber jr was born nice. and in 1975 drago was born um lucha underground's own drago that's right uh got a couple of pay-per-views uh in 2015 new japan pro wrestling present the g1 climax day at uh, g1 climax 25 day two um Matches on that were Jushin Thunder Liger and Tiger Mask 4 versus JY and Yohai Kamatsu. Uh, Captain New Japan. Captain fucking New Japan. Captain fucking New Japan. <laughs> <laughs> and Kota Ibushi and Togi Makabe uh, defeated uh, Bad Luck Fale, Cody Hall and Doc Gallows. Uh, Toro Yano and Yoshihashi defeated AJ Styles and Tamatonga. Hiroshi Tenzan, Katsuyori Shibata, and Rizuki Taguchi defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, Mascara Dorada, and Tetsuya Naito. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii defeated Satsoshi Kojima. Hiroku Goto defeated Yujiri, um, uh, Yujiri Takahashi. Uh, Yuji Nagata defeated Tomaki Han- uh, Hanma. Kazuchika Okada defeated Mike Elgin. And in the main event, Carl Anderson defeated Shinsuke Nakamura. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, we are going to take you... A little bit of Carl Anderson for the boys. That's it. Going to take you to two, 2000 now, the year 2000, in Dallas, Texas, where WWF presents Fully Loaded. Oh, yes, from the Reunion Arena. Uh, we get Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, and Lita versus Albert Test and Trish Stratus. Um, they defeated them. Taz defeated Al Snow by submission. Perry Saturn defeated Eddie Guerrero uh, to win the WWF European Championship. Bradshaw and Farouk uh, defeated by disqualification Edge and Christian. That was for the WWF tag team titles. Val Venus uh, defeated Rikishi in a steel cage to retain the Intercontinental Championship. The Undertaker defeated Kurt Angle via pin. 
Triple H. And and the squash cr- match. Uh, yeah. Well, it, it went for seven and a half minutes, but yeah. Fucking take us take a fucking politic in, in the ring. <laughs> Triple H and Chris Jericho uh, came to a no contest draw in a 23 minute last man standing match. Meltzer gave that a sexy four and a half stars. That's um, a very, very good show. Yeah. And uh, in the main event, go on, mate. I was going to say, when we did our um, our favourite pay-per-views, this was uh, mine. Yeah, it was actually, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, and in the main event, uh, The Rock defeated Chris Benoit via pinfall to retain the WWF World Heavyweight title. Another four and a, four and a quarter stars uh, from Meltzer. That was 22 minutes. Rock and Chris Benoit. Oof. Yeah, that sounds decent. Oof. And finally, for the 23rd of July, going to take you back even further to 1989, where NWA presents the Great American Bash. Oh, oh boy, this was a card. Uh, opening match, a King of the Hill two-ring battle royale. Uh, Dan Spivey and Sid Vicious defeated Bill Irwin, Brian Pillman, Eddie Gilbert, uh, Kevin Sullivan, Mike Rotunda, Ranger Ross, Rick Steiner, Ron Simmons, Scott Hall, Scott Steiner, and Terry Gordy. Uh, other matches, Brian Pillman defeated Bill Irwin. Dan Spivey and Sid Vicious defeated Johnny Ace and Shane Douglas. Jim Cornette defeated the Paul... Dynamic dudes. <laughs> Jim Cornette defeated Paul E. Dangerously in a tuxedo match. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, man. The Steiner brothers defeated Kevin Sullivan and Mike Rotunda in a Texas Tornado tag match. Uh, Sting defeated the Great Muta to retain the NWA television title. Lex Luger defeated via disqualification Ricky uh, Ricky Steamboat um, to retain the NWA United States title. Uh, In a big multi-man match, um, you had Animal, Bobby Eaton, Hawk, Stan Lane, Steve Williams, defeating uh, the team of Fatu, Jimmy Garvin, Michael Hayes, Samu, and Terry Gordy. Oh, it was a War Games match. There you go. <laughs> war Games with the free birds. That's it. And finally, to retain the NWA World's Heavyweight title, the champion Ric Flair defeated Terry Funk. Oh, boy. Yes. That was everything for After- the 23rd. I'm pretty sure the setup for that match involved one of the first ever table spots as well. Really? Yeah, because uh, Steam and F- uh, Steamboat and Flair went to a draw, and they had like a panel of judges for it. Oh, okay. The world title match, and Teddy Funk was one of the judges. And then after the match, he pile driver Ric Flair through a table. Okay, hell. While still do? wearing like a tuxedo. <laughs> he's Teddy fucking Funk. Because he's Terry fucking Funk. Yes, boy. Uh, Moving on, 24th of July. A couple of birthdays in 1990. Angelo Dawkins was born. And in 1975, Tory Wilson was born. Nice. A few pay-per-views. 2016 uh, from Washington, D.C. WWE presents Battleground. Uh, In a dark match, Fandango and Tyler Breeze defeated Jimmy and Jay, the Usos. Uh, and an opening match of the night was ooh, Bailey and Sasha Banks defeating by submission Charlotte and Dana Brooke. Then a six-man tag match, Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt and Eric Rowan defeated Big E, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Uh, Rusev 
defeated via submission Zack Ryder to retain the WWE United States Championship. Uh, oh, in a four and a half star, 20 minute banger, Sami Zayn defeated Kevin Owens. Natalia defeated Becky Lynch by submission. Uh, the Miz and Darren Young went to a, a no contest draw, uh, sorry, a, a double count out draw. Uh, for Miz to retain the Intercontinental Championship. And Meltzer gave that at one and a half stars. So, yeah, definitely yeah. worth a watch. <laughs> no thanks. Uh, in a six-person tag... Sorry, go on, Mike. Let's not make Darren Young great again. Let's just, let's just forget <laughs> about it. That being said, uh, he's doing some good work in New Japan. He is, yeah. Uh, six-person tag match. Big Cass, Enzo Amore and John Cena defeated AJ Styles, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. And finally, in a triple threat match for the WWE Championship, Dean Ambrose retained, defeating Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. 2015, Ring of Honor presents Death Before Dishonor uh, 13 from Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, this match, this card featured rather Silas Young defeating Will Ferreira, Cedric Alexander defeating Moose, Moose in a grudge match. Uh, the Briscoes defeated Beretta and Rocky Romero. Adam Cole oh, defeated. Yep. Adam Cole defeated Dalton Castle. Uh, in a no disqualification match, Cowboy Shit. Uh, Adam Page defeated uh, ACH. Um, Christopher Ooh, Daniels. Gonna... Say again. What the fuck, wasn't it? Ooh. Yeah, man. Uh, 18 minute match. That. That That's all right. Yeah, man. Uh, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian uh, in a four-way tag match for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles, retained by defeating Matt Taven, uh, Michael Bennett, Bobby Fish, Carl O'Reilly, Hanson, and Rowe. And finally, for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight title, uh, in a draw, a time-limit draw, Jay Lethal retained the title against Roderick Strong. Nice. That sounds like it was all right. When Lethal had this stranglehold on the title. <laughs> uh, and finally, in 2005, WWE presents the great Ooh, American Before you Bash. do that, I tell you. Go on. Before you do that, I've got one. Because on the same day as that Ring of Honor one, PWG Ooh. presented three menders four. And it, <laughs> right. wait, wait till you hear this. This is the, Some of the names on this card is fucking insanity. So in the opening match, Team Tremendous, Bill Carr and Dan ba Barry defeated Candice LeRae and Joe. Um, and, and redacted. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> um, Brian Cage defeated Johnny Gargano. Fucking hell. Uh, Andrew Everett defeated Rich Swan. Trevor right. Lee, aka Cameron Grimes, defeated Tommaso Ciampa. Oof. Speedball Mike Bailey defeated Chris Hero. Damn. Ricochet defeated Akira Tozawa. Fucking hell. And in the main event, the Young Bucks retained the PWG tag team titles against Angelico and Jack Evans, a.k.a. TH2. Ooh, 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 a boy. doozy of a card there. A doozy. Mate, that sounds decent, that. Yeah. Anyway, oh, as you were. That's all right, mate. Um, yeah, so uh, finally, 2005 from Buffalo, New York, WWE presents the Great American Bash. Um in Christ alive, opening match, uh, Heidenreich and Road Warrior Animal defeat Joey Mercury and Johnny Nitro to win the WWE Tag Team Championship. 
Booker T defeated Christian via pinfall. Orlando Jordan defeated Chris Benoit to retain the United States Championship. The Undertaker defeated Mohamed Hassan. Oh, we won't talk about that. Uh, Hoover 2 Guerrero, Psychosis, and Super Crazy defeated Big Stevie Cool, Hollywood Nova, and the Blue Meanie. <laughs> Rey Mysterio defeated Eddie Guerrero. Oh, that sounds all right. Uh, probably, probably the only good match on the card, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it was actually. Uh, yeah. Melina defeated Tori Wilson in a bra and panties match for the WWE Women's Championship. Good great Jesus Christ. Uh, and finally, different time, Nick, different, different time. time, different time, mate. Um, John Bradshaw Layfield defeated by disqualification Batista in a match for the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, those last two matches, the Brian Panties match and the JBL versus Batista, uh, both got one star respectively from from old Davy Boy. Nice, Davy Boy didn't go into the fucking negatives on that one. <laughs> uh, and that is tidbits for this week. Nice. Thanks, mate. That's all right, darling. Shall we uh, get into some Raw? Let's do it. Let's do it. So, the show opens with Cena kicking off Raw. He says he's missed the, all the fans and WWE, and that's what brought him back. Uh, he keeps hyping the crowd. He had them in the palm of his hand with this. Oh, like, really did. Like putty. Really did. Um, see. The fans are hyped as well. Like They are electric yeah, that, that's that's the thing it's it's interesting like how long they're going to be able to keep the fans like that though aren't they because mm. the first time they do it i think the first like this like 25 day tour they're doing that they've announced yeah um i, I've, I get the impression that it's probably going to be like red hot crowds because it's the first time they're seeing them back yeah when they when they go back are they going to be it's able to keep that? run round? yeah and also, if they keep putting out shit, the fans are going to fucking let them know. Because mm-hmm. this, as I, as I said to you before, if this show was in the Thunderdome, it would have been garbage. But I yeah. think I think the, the crowd, crowd definitely, it, definitely added to it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Cena says he's here for uh, Rome and he's here for the Universal title at SummerSlam. And uh, he says not because of the 17th title reign, it's because Roman's an asshole and needs to be knocked down on a peg. Lovely stuff. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that he's going to be, he's going to be at SmackDown on Friday, and then Riddle comes out and they have a little bro off for the boys. <laughs> um, pretty funny. It was very dude. Where's my car? Nonsense. But yeah, it, <laughs> it, it's weird that scene is like all of us, like just literally just gone back to like just normal Cena. Yeah, but then. Also, it's all like Roman makes a good point on SmackDown, and it was like 2005 Cena. So mm-hmm. maybe there's a little bit more to the fire. A bit more. Thought. Yeah. Also, he did rocking the two sweets. I um, money he the did. band. He did. He did, did throw up a little too sweet. He didn't have an NWO shirt on. Not yet. Bag. Didn't get no Hollywood Cena. <laughs> but you know, um, there's still time. Yeah, there is still time. So yeah, after the bro off, we get uh, the opening match of the night, which is. John Morrison and AJ and Omos versus Riddle and the Viking Raiders. Um, Morrison gets Mike Roman to announce him as America's Moist Wanted, um, which, yeah, okay, that's 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 a thing. Um, they need to knock that on the head fucking pronto. <laughs> yeah, I just 
I'm yeah. fairly sure he's got it on a shirt, actually. It, so it's not, it's had, not going away anytime he soon. He has got it? it on a shirt, and it looks similar to um, the Ugly Kid Joe, America's least wanted album cover, if I remember it. <laughs> uh, there's a niche reference for you. Fucking right, it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been talking about Ugly Kid Joe today. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the face is control early. Morrison throws the Raiders out and they just crush him on the outside. It goes for like a vault in like Hurricane Rana and like Ivar just catches him and they just both, both splat him. Um, mm-hmm. And then almost like launches AJ onto Riddle and the Raiders, which was a really cool spot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ivar and Morrison do some parkour um, until Ivar just murders him with a clothesline. Uh, he misses a moonsault on John Morrison, which always impressive to see him do anything like that. Absolutely. A man his size should not be able to move like that. No, nah, it's um, absurd. <laughs> and uh, Morrison misses a uh, Starship Pain. Uh, Riddle squirts Omos with the dripstick and then blames the Miz and Omos just like chases after him and AJ follows uh, and from the distraction uh, Raiders hit the Viking experience on Joe Omos pick up the win. This was, this was quite fun. All was, right, it, I guess. Yeah, but for an opening match it served its purpose. It Got the crowd hyped. There was a, f- a few fun bits in it. Yeah, I think and that's it, the point. Just some it, of those little comedy elements and a couple of yeah. big spots from Morrison. Yeah, it's, it's moving the story along as well with the, the Vikings and AJ and almost to yeah, yeah, yeah. get them a rematch. Hopefully a, a big old pass fight. Um, and uh, then we see Jackson Riker. Uh, I switched off during this whole promo. This was uh, fucking nonsense. What I didn't get about this was that, so Elias was in the ring, wasn't he? Yeah. And he did his whole, hello, I'm Elias, blah, 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 blah. And then Riker cuts a promo and it comes up on the Tron and then it goes to the actual camera that he's cutting the promo to. And it's in Gorilla. I'm like, just come out on the ramp and do it. Yeah. You're, te- um, you're, you're two metres away from the ramp. Why are you cutting it in Gorilla? And then to walk through and then Fuck me. Yeah. Kevin Dunn was trying his hardest to drown out the booze, wasn't he? Yep. He was he was piping in as many fucking fake cheers as he could. <laughs> Not on the Thunderdome anymore, Kevin. No, mate. Doesn't he work anymore? Yeah. Uh, and this leads to Elias versus Riker in a Symphony of Destruction match. Um, just literally copy and paste from any other ones they've done. I'm going to be honest, though. This wasn't that bad. I'm, I'm really tired of seeing these two. I don't care for either of them. I don't really care for these Symphony of Destruction matches. It's a bit nonsense. It seems that's Elias's gimmick match. Anyone that gets into a feud of Elias yeah. basically ends up in a Symphony of Destruction match. However, this was quite hard-hitting. Um, there were some yeah. not-so-nice-looking bumps and knocks that, that both of them took. Um, Elias ended up getting like a, a gash on his head at one point in the match, which I'm not quite sure how that happened. I... I think it was one of two things. Either when so he smashed like it, um, it wasn't a cello. It was a um, so get that out your fucking head, Byron Saxon. I believe it was. A, I believe it was a double bass. I don't yeah. know. But when he smashed that, it looked like a string of like ah like in the face. It. Yeah. But then also when they were like kind of fighting on the on the top rope, Riker just lamped them at one point. So he might have just bust them up, like punched them and bust them open hard way. Fucking hell. But yeah, it was. Say, Undertaker and Vince at Survivor Series. <laughs> bomb, bomb. 
One bomb. Bang. Um, yeah, it was for for this type of match between these two, it was all right. Again, like it's it's the first it, roar back in front of a crowd. You need like something like this, like some sort of gimmick match to kind of get people to react and yeah. I think one of the things for for me that really like first off the two people in the match I didn't give a shit about so that yeah. that didn't really yeah help enamor me towards the match but also I, I think it's just a little bit not patronising but a little bit almost almost sort of like sanitised when they're doing like street fights with like a, with like another sub like title so mm. that's all the street fight like yeah ju- just call it just call it no DQ match we don't need it to be oh well it's a symphony of destruction match. match there's all these instruments outside the ring or like a uh, mania oh it's a Nigerian drum fight we're, we're gonna litter the ring and outside the ring. It just, yeah it's nonsense just call it a no DQ or call it a strip like they're all it, the same match yeah if this is meant to be an intense feud which they're trying to like sell it as then do it as an intense feud. Don't do it as like with like silly gimmicks. Gimmick. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, when they do like uh, fucking Christmas and they do a street fight, but they do like a miracle on yeah, like miracle fight. on thirty fourth street fight. It's yeah. just like <sighs> or like you do the Halloween one with all the pumpkins, and then you do a Thanksgiving one with all the fucking pumpkin pies and all that yeah, bullshit. Yeah. It's just it, it's it's just a bit silly. Like if I, if I'm having a street fight, I. I, I don't and I'm not against like silly bollocks because let's face it that's what wrestling is anyway I mean Tacey's always always the first to say I don't mind silliness in wrestling I watch Shakara and so that's true that's true <laughs> Shakara, Shakara where they did the spot with an invisible grenade and they they all almost sold the grenade um, I mean like it was, we like it was watch- a fucking war film <laughs> We were watching those PWG highlights when I was at yours a couple of weeks ago. And there was the whole thing where, like, it was Tommaso Ciampa and Matt Riddle and fucking uh, Thunder Liger and Pete Dunne all just sticking their Tommy thumbs M. up their ass. Tommy M. Yeah. Sticking thumbs up each other's asses in the middle of a match. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind silliness in wrestling at times. I don't mind silliness, <laughs> but, like, when it's, like, a match where it's meant to be, like, a big feud. Yeah. Or what they're trying to perceive as a big feud, then it takes away it, from it. It takes, yeah, it takes away from it a lot. Like, yeah, it. If this was in another company and they were doing a street fight, they wouldn't have done. Oh, it's a symphony of destruction match. No, they would just have gone, fucking ladders, canes, fight. and fucking. Yeah, these two fuckers want to kill each other. Hmm. That's that's the difference. Yeah. Um, finish was quite cool though. Uh, Riker hits a superplex off the. Off the top to the floor through two tables. Um look cool. Yeah. Uh crowd were really into this though, to be fair. Like just because as I say, there was some there was some cool spots with um like, like they were fighting on top of a grand piano at one point and just like yeah. dumping each other on it. Um but yeah, I just I just don't like Symphony of Destruction. It's just a silly, nah, it's a bit silly stipulation. Um we'll go backstage and Sonia and Pierce are talking to Mansoor. Ali rocks up and Sonia says they've approved his, uh, his request to be a tag team. And Ali looks visibly frustrated by it. Like, <laughs> uh, Mansoor is like, oh, Mansoor basically talks about tough love and all that. And Ali's like, you've got one chance. Um, 
Charlie's going to turn on me, isn't he? Just beat the yep. shit out of him. Absolutely. Just do, just do a horrible beatdown, please. Just, just, I'm, I'm really digging this healed Mustafa Ali gimmick. Mm. Um, more of it, please. Seamus rocks up and says he doesn't want to face Humberto again, and I don't want to see it again. I don't so, want to see it again. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, at least we're on the same page here, Seamus. Cheers, Seamus. Uh, so, Sonia says it's fair because Seamus attacked them before the match and Seamus just walks up pissed off. Um, <laughs> and then uh, we get, yay, Charlotte Flair's coronation. Um, got an issue here. Go, go on. on. You, you, no, you carry on for a moment. I, I was going to say, she did, like, she did quote a very good heel promo. Uh, she talks about like the fan support and how everyone's been like, messaging her on Twitter. I was like, <laughs> perfectly. Well done, Charlotte. Uh, fans, champ, fans start chatting Becky and Charlotte dismisses it, saying that Becky's at home breastfeeding the kid. Um, which Becky Lynch then tweeted out yeah. and I'm still the most over woman on the roster, which, yeah, she is. Yeah, you are. <laughs> the, the, no lies detected. I like I like that WWE are kind of like holding off on Becky though. I feel yeah. like when she does eventually come back, it's, it's it's like um, it's like with uh, what's it called? AW obviously they've just signed two, well, allegedly signed two very big names. More on that and our news. <laughs> They're probably gonna hold them off until everyone's kind of like cooled down a little bit on the hype about it. Yeah. So then when they do show up, everyone's like, "Oh fuck it out!" <laughs> and I, I like the WWE are doing that as well. Yeah. Um, with Becky. Um, yeah, so Charlotte lists off her title history. Um, she forgot about three of her belts. Notably not mentioning the NXT title. Yeah, so she's actually a four... By that, she's actually a 14-time champion. I think she's a two, a three-time NXT champion. Two, I thought. Two? Well, yeah, so that'd be 13 then. Yeah. Um, and it... So my issue with this... Um, I know me and you have spoken about this already off off the air, so I'll I'll say what we kind of reiterate what we said. Um, if Charlotte won the Royal Rumble and then chose to go after the NXT Women's Title and then not acknowledging it as a Women's Title reign mm. or Women's World Title reign, I should say, um, then it makes Charlotte look silly because she's won the big fucking Royal Rumble where you get a World Title shot. She's challenged and, for a belt that they don't recognise as a world title. She's essentially challenged for the Intercontinental title. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, well, make your I, mind up. What, do I you, don't do get you want it. NXT to be on the same fucking page as main or do you, do you want to be Is it a third brand? Is it a third brand or is it developmental? What is it? it? It feels like Triple H has got his view of it being a third brand and then Vince and Brother Love are just like, nah, it's not. Yeah. Don't worry about it. And that, um, that's not the first time that that happens on this episode of Raw either. No, it's not. More on that later. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's, <clears throat> it's frustrating because, uh, I mean, last year when they had the Charlotte vs. Rhea match at Mania, the build-up to it, I was genuinely really excited for. And then the match itself was brilliant. I thought mm -hmm. the wrong person won, but the match itself, you couldn't fault. Yeah. And it's it, it's just the same kind of, like, the same old tired narrative now of whenever they bring anyone from NXT to main roster, they just defang them and mm -hmm. make them feel less important than they were in NXT. And it's like, well, it 
why why would you portray this person on, on one product which it's your it's all your same product mm. it's not like they've arrived from like impact or they've arrived from AEW or they've arrived from ring of honor they've arrived from wwe's developmental system yeah yeah they have been signed to a wwe contract for however long they've been in nxt even with like with cross they and Rhea, they were showing footage of them in nxt exactly, exactly. so they acknowledge its existence but then they completely like it, well- it, while we're on the subject, and I was going to mention it later when we talk about SmackDown, but on SmackDown, uh, Big E comes out. No, is it? Uh, is it Big E? No, it's uh, when Sammy and Finn face off. They mention on commentary, Michael Cole openly says on commentary, both former NXT champions. Mm. So you recognise the belts exist. You recognize Michael that- Cole said something as well about how important NXT was. Yeah, on commentary, I can't remember what it was exactly, but he's. He said something along the lines of NXT is a very important brand. Yeah. And it's like, well, if it is, why do you... Why, why are creative not treating it so? Why, why do you, are the writers why do you, not treating it like, so? Ignore that it's a thing. Like, you literally... The, the, the position WWE put uh, WWE in with, like, hyping up these people in NXT is you're literally bringing someone from NXT to your show you don't have to do any build before them because it's already been done for you. You don't need to do any hype because it's already been done for you. Mm-hmm. You just need that person to show up, like Kevin Owens did when he showed up and Open he attacked John, John Cena. Yeah, and everyone went ballistic. Everyone knew what NXT was then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it it's weird. Like the, it, it's all. I mean, WWE have always been like that. I mean, where they don't really acknowledge like anyone's prior stuff. Well, the thing is, they, they mentioned when Tony Storm came on SmackDown this week and they were like, oh, she's a former NXT UK women's champion. Again, like, okay, well, you've mentioned that's good. So so you, you're you recognising she's a former champion. She's a champion in your... But she came out brand. with her old NXT UK character. She didn't come out with mm. a heel persona. She's been yeah. doing some really good work within NXT. But mm-hmm. she still looked good. So You say that about hope, them... Yeah. Yeah, them not mentioning like pre- previous NXT reigns or anything like that. And like you were saying, you can understand that they'd come from a different company. Saying that, when AJ Styles came over, I remember was it JBL on commentary would constantly be like, oh, he's a former IWGP champion. Yeah, but the, it, it's the, it's like WWE have got like trends with that though. Because like they when they will and won't mention it. Yeah, because when they signed AJ Shinsuke and the Good Brothers, like they were literally like, they they basically did like their own sort of dead sheet article where they were like, oh, there's rumors that these big Japanese names have just become free agents and they're going to show up in WWE. And then everyone's like, oh, okay, that, that's cool. That's that's interesting. And then AJ just rocked up the rumble and it was, it was like, oh shit. And every everyone lost the shit. And because it was in Florida and obviously Impact mm. to be based in Florida, it was, oh my God, it's AJ Styles. But again, they they pick and choose and it's it, it, it's one thing that I think like other companies like Impact and AEW in particular come to mind, do really well and they acknowledge where people have come from and where they've been before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's almost like it's, it's almost like it's insulting your intelligence, isn't it? If you, mm-hmm. if you, because if you, 
if you like that person, you fold you fold them before they've been signed, and you get excited they've been you signed. Know their lineage, you already you know. know. Yeah, like when AJ was signed, I already knew AJ from TNA yeah. and New Japan, yeah. and I was like, okay, cool, this is awesome. Mm. Let's let's just just let him be AJ Styles, and you'll be fine. And he did. And it, it's weird that they don't always do that. Yeah, they're selective because, with who they allow. As, yeah, because as as I say, like especially with NXT call ups, like you've literally got like the the hard part's been done. The wrestler's over. Exactly. You wouldn't you be bringing need... them up if they weren't over. You wouldn't be bringing yeah. them up if you just literally need to just keep fucking like keep that keep momentum. Yeah, and they don't. It's very frustrating, anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, back back to back to this segment. We got a little bit sidetracked there. Uh, Rhea <laughs> comes out, um, challenges Charlotte to a rematch. Charlotte declines for Rhea's safety. Sonya and Pierce then come out and make it official, and then Charlotte just kicks Rhea's knee, and that's it. So. Uh, we're gonna get that much later tonight on the show. Um, Alexa says she's got a super special guest in the playground. Um, great. <laughs> and then we get then we get Tamina and Natalia versus Shayna and Naya for like the eight hundred times. Jesus Christ! Why um, are we getting this? Basically, Reggie distracts Tamina, and from the distraction, Natalia and Shayna also get distracted. Uh, Tamina super kicks Shayna to win. After the match, Nia headbutts Reggie and bins him off. And it was quite funny the fact that the crowd like literally proved how fickle they were, where they were like chatting, Reggie sucks, Reggie sucks. Uh-huh. And then literally on a dime, Tazawa gets chased out by out by Gulak and the Lucha House Party. And then Reggie like rolls him up for the uh, 24-7 title and everyone started chanting Reginald. <laughs> well, fickle, fickle bastards. This this is the perfect thing for Reggie. Yeah, like I, I think they're gonna, they've, I think they've like literally struck gold with putting Reggie in the twenty four seven title. Absolutely, division. just having him jumping off in and around everything and anything to yeah. keep the belt. <laughs> yeah, just have him do like mental flippy shit to get rid, get away from like perilous situations. And mm-hmm. uh, actually, think- do you know? In fairness, he pinned Tozawa. That's the first time I've seen someone pin for the twenty four seven championship. That, oh, that wasn't a roll up. He did like that front flip, like seated senton, didn't he? And then he just he pulled did. his leg up off that to pin him. It wasn't even a roll up. I was like, when's the last time someone won the twenty four seven championship? And it wasn't a roll up. Yeah, it would. <laughs> it would have probably been Bobby Roode when he hit someone with a car door and then pinned. Was it our truth? <laughs> yeah. Was it our truth or probably he's held it like four times? One of them. One of them. <laughs> one of the but people yeah. in the first fucking <clears throat> um, the first day of it, where it was just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. As you say, this is this is probably the the best thing they could do with Reggie. I yeah, I think it like the the idea of Reggie and our truth get like yeah, just shenanigans. I can <laughs> I kind of want our truth to take Reggie under his under his wing, <laughs> and like there always be like the tension of like our truth could turn on him and pin on pin him because <laughs> he wants his baby back. He wants but, his baby back. <laughs> yeah, they, this is this is a really good fit for Reggie, um, and it gets him away from Shana and Naya. Yeah, and now we just need to get Shayna and I away from each other. Mm-hmm. Single star Shayna. How over was Shayna as well? Oh, yeah. Like the yeah. crowd were really, really hot for Shayna. Like they yeah. loved her. And, Rightly so. Right, she's so fucking she's awesome. Unreal. Yeah, yeah. One probably the best technical wrestler in the, the entirety of WWE at the moment. 
men's and women's division. Men's and women's division. Yeah. yeah. Shayna Baszler. Unquestionable. So just just push it to the moon. Just give her all the belts. To the moon. Um. Next, next we got a Seamus versus Humberto Carrillo for for a, this is literally like a four month feud where they've done absolute sweet fuck all. Which is really disappointing because we regularly sing the praises of Seamus and how well Seamus has been. I mean, obviously he got injured. Yeah. But still, come on. How have they, uh, got, how have they got nothing else for Seamus with that United, like, with that United well, States title? Well, they, they've, they're teasing that he's going to feud with their priest, which will be a fun feud. Well, just give it us now because it just feels like priest is just sat in catering the whole time. Well, he was he was watching it from an awkward angle on the TV. Of course he was. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Carrillo uh, fires upon Seamus, uh, keeps keeps taking it to Seamus. He keeps trying to take Seamus's like mask off, and um, Seamus hits a really nasty looking apron powerbomb to like, get him off his off him. Mm. Uh, back and forth, Carrillo. It's a lovely looking missile dropkick, um, and Jimmy does a really good job of like hyping up how Seamus's mask's made of steel. Or it's got a steel plate in it. It's like I touched it. It's got steel in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, Seamus hits a, a headbutt on Humberto, which just knocks him loopy and then just ends him with a bro kick. Um some spaghetti legs after that headbutt. <laughs> it was. Because it's steel mask, mate. It's because, it, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, <laughs> and yeah, uh, Seamus picks up the win, which no surprises there, really. Um, yeah. Do you notice this was a... Not a number one contenders match, a championship contenders match. That's not the yeah. first one of those we got tonight. And I've, I don't recall them ever calling it that. It's only ever been a number. Also, why would you have a number one contenders match against the champion? Surely a number one contenders match is against the two people that have got kind of like an equal pegging to face yeah. the champion. It seems a really weird way of doing it. Yeah, AW have been doing this quite a lot where the, I can't remember what they call it now. I think it's like a championship eliminator match or something like that. Where Championship eliminator. Yeah, where, um, so it's basically if you can beat the champions, you get a shot at the belt. But if not, right. you go down in the, in the rankings. So I'm guessing WWE are trying to just kind of like take that like page out of their book and mm. go for that. Um, it's not working. It, yeah, it's. It it works. It certainly works better in AEW than it does in WWE. I mean, That's... it would work here if we hadn't seen Sheamus and Umberto like 10, 15 times before. Yeah. And it does it'd also work um if like WWE had an established ranking system again, like they tried to introduce. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um speaking of challenges, um Bobby Lashley comes out and makes his open challenge. Um he says he destroys their Kofi and then MVP just shits all over Dallas. <laughs> um, he apologi- MVP apologises for making Bobby soft as well. And then he says no one's ever going to take the belt off Bobby. Uh, Bobby asks who's accept- who's accepting. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Keith Lee! Keith Lee, it's your boy! I, <laughs> I lost my fucking mind. So Keith did Lee. I. I didn't realise who it was at first because they, they were really cautious not to show the screen as well. Yeah, like, they love doing that. Like, I've forgotten whose music this is because I haven't heard it for so fucking long. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they love they love doing that, don't they? Just mm. not showing the fucking Tron. And yeah. Like they did it with AJ, didn't they? Where it was like Roman's reaction was like, mm-hmm. what are you doing, you dickheads? <laughs> like, I don't know. 
I don't know. But very good to see Keith look Keith Lucky back. Good to see Great. Keith back. Yeah. Um, not a very long match, but no. I mean, it it was one of those things where Keith got a, a decent amount of offense, and I think the planting the seeds for something down the line. I feel with these two. Hope so. Because obviously we were meant to get this feud back in February and then Keith got injured and took a lot of time off TV. Um, and yeah, um, so match itself, big old hoss fight to start with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith, I, you, I forget how quick he is. Like So he, quick. He, he had the speed advantage over Bobby Lashley and the size advantage, which you don't really which- see often. Mad because Bobby's not only massive, but he's also really fucking quick as well. I, I, I really want to see Ibar versus Keith Lee in like a Lucha Libre match. <laughs> really, I think three oh five live, three oh five live. Well, the pair of them are close to four oh five live. Made the big lads. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so uh, last year goes for like that charge into the ring post that he does. Lee reverses it and splashes him against it, uh, and Lashley looks. Like he's in a bit of trouble, hits a big spear on the floor. Keith fights out of the hair lock. Last he hits a one-handed spine buster, which Christ. was insane. On a man of Keith Lee's size, he should yeah. not be able to do that. With, with do that as effortlessly as he did as well. Um, Stop picking up a bag of shopping. It was nothing. Lashley <laughs> hits a very Goldberg-esque spear on <laughs> Keith Lee to pick up the win. And it's, Speaking it's, of which, <laughs> Keith, so Keith Lee is he like the fucking silver surfer to Goldberg's Galactus? Because every time Keith Lee's in the ring with the WWE champion, yeah. Goldberg's Goldberg fucking shortly behind him. This is exactly what I was about to say because they did it with Drew as well, didn't they? At the start, did the, the exact same thing with Drew. Uh, Goldberg comes out, challenges Bob, and the crowd goes mild. Uh, <laughs> you, they don't. The they crowd, don't, the, the crowd, crowd goes mad. <laughs> which is, it's part of the. I mean. Everyone, of course, you're going to get excited for a big comeback. Of course, you're going to get excited to see a legend, but it's part of the problem, isn't it? Like, WWE see that big pop and go, oh, everyone loves this. <laughs> and then that's why they're not building, like, new stars. Yeah. It's just a bit. Yeah, I get it. But um, Goldberg still continues to be over as fuck, at least with the live audience, clearly. I hope Bobby absolutely murders him. Schmurder. Bobby Schmurder. I hope, I hope Bobby absolutely ends him. I, I want it. <laughs> I want it to just be Spear Hurtlock. Fuck off, Goldberg. Spear Dominator Hurtlock. Three Dominators. Three Dominators. That's what followed kept Kofi. By, that's what kept Kofi looking strong last Sunday. Took three Dominators to put him down. Followed by uh, just one Rainmaker. Just one. Just one. Just one. <laughs> um. So yeah, backstage, uh, Kevin asks uh, Bobby about Goldberg. MVP says they won't dignify it with a response and storm off. Um, and then we uh, go to the ring and see Jinder saying yeah. today's his birthday, and Drew isn't money in the Mister Money in the Bank, and that's the greatest present of all. He gloats about. Um, <laughs> I love Jinder. He's such. I do. He's, he's like a Saturday morning cartoon villain, isn't he? <laughs> just everything he does. He's just such a shitbag, but he's fucking great. <laughs> uh, he gloats about Drew not getting any title shots because of him, and he gets Shanky to sing him "Happy Birthday," and <laughs> Shanky can't sing for shit. It's great. Uh, <laughs> Drew comes out and attacks him with a chair, looking like an absolute serial killer as well. Fuck me. Um, 
Rest in peace, Shanky. Yeah, Drew, Drew does a GBH on Shanky with the chair. Um, <laughs> hit him 20 times, which Mick Foley was very upset about. And rightfully so. I agree with Mick on this. So Mick said the only time he should be hitting 20, 20 chair shots on anybody in the ring is when you're in like a blood feud with them. When you're when you're like in like embroiled in a really bitter feud with them. Yeah. Drew's not Drew's not feuding with Shanky, he's feuding with Jinder. If anyone should have been taking those 20, it should have been uh Jinder, yeah. Yeah, Sh- Shanky is basically Jinder's version of fucking odd job, isn't he? <laughs> Without the hat. Yeah. yeah. He's he, he's like Veer and Shanky are like odd job and jaws to Jinder's or a goldfinger. Like <laughs> That, yeah. you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah, no, I, it's I, one I of them. Like I, I do, I do agree with Mick on on that. Like mm. you look at, you look at other times. There's been that many chair shots on someone. Austin and Rock at Mania, uh-huh. where Austin just eviscerated Rock with a chair for an uncomfortably long period of time. Yeah, Austin and um, not Austin Rock and Foley as well. Did this and... Rock and Foley was that the one where he fucking. Handcuffed him and then just well, handcuffed him and horrible, hit him in the head. Horrible chair shots, yeah. Multiple times. And then on beyond the mat, you have Mick Foley on the um leaving a voicemail where he sounds like he doesn't know where he is or what day it is or what Jesus year it is. Christ, that was awful. Um, but yeah, it's it's I, I'm 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 with Mick. It, it was overkill. It was like, come on, come on. Yeah, that's fair. Come on, come on, come on, pal. Come on, come on. <laughs> um Speaking of overkill, we get the debut of NXT champion Karrion Cross. Is he? I didn't against, think he was after this. Fuck me. <laughs> against Jeff Hardy. So no Scarlet and Cross's entrance feel really weird without yeah. her. And yeah. also like they had like a cool like Tron and like a sort of sepia effect on like the lighting, but it, it didn't feel right. It didn't oh. it felt very sterilized. It felt very like they took Scarlet such took a away big the mistake, part. didn't they? Yeah, like Not the smoke and mirrors is cool. Like the smoke and like the dark lights is cool, but then Scarlet's part of the mystique of it, isn't she? She's yeah. she's part of that packaging without without um Scarlet, it doesn't feel right for me. Yeah, she's such an integral part of why Cross is so cool. And if you're going to have that as his debut, you absolutely do the whole fucking entrance. If we're meant to care about this yeah. guy and you're going, he's the NXT champion and he's this and that, having come out to some regular entrance, like I know I've, I don't shit on the entrance. I like the entrance. I always think it should be safe for pay-per-views or a big debut on Raw. If you're going to do it, at least do it for this debut, even if you don't do it again until his next big thing. But yeah, yeah. just dilutes um, him. Diluted. It, it really, really felt diluted. Um, what didn't feel that diluted was the other big return of Jeff coming out to no more words. Where I, I lost it. I was like, <laughs> yes, boy. And yeah, Jeff looked made up as well to be coming out to it. Um, to be fair, Cross looked like he was genuinely made up that he was coming out to it as well because the camera was still on him in the ring. And as soon as it, he sort of had, hits his head back and smiles when he hears like the cord of it come out, like he recognised what it was. He, he, he uh, saw the writing on the wall. Saw the writing on the wall. Yeah, they asked him. He did. Um, <laughs> speaking of the writing on the wall, oh boy, um, Jesus Christ! They, they just, 
they just love fucking NXT up, don't they? This um, is, oh, go on. Cross throws around Hardy. Hardy hits a twist of fate. Cross no sells it. Jeff hits a powerbomb and uh, stacks him up with his feet on the ropes to pick up the win. Um, a man who's been undefeated in NXT, a man who's been protected and at the cost of eight or nine guys who could be bigger stars had they have got that scalp. Yeah. Three minute match on Raw. Not even three, mate. It was like a minute 45. Not minute even a two minute match. Minute 45 match on Raw. Um, it's an absolute joke. Like, I was ex- like, I was excited to have him on there, but I, I worried. I was, I, I got the fear. Oh, whenever, I, like, Cross's as soon as he entered, like, I was like, yeah, Cross is fucking. He came out to absolute crickets. No one knew who the fuck he was. There was nothing there. No pop, no cheer, no anything. Yeah, Jeff came out to no more words. That was overshadowed by how shit this was and how badly Cross retreated, in my opinion. The fact as well, they made a big deal about him being the NXT champion. They might as well have not bothered. They might as well have had him come out without the belt because it didn't matter. And this is the other thing as well. So, like, watching NXT this week, all all the magic of Cross has gone for me. The thing is, I, if, have him choke out Joe last week on NXT. Yeah. And then he's coming out and losing to Hardy to a roll-up in a minute 40. Did you hear about the... Um, After, on about the tapings. The tapings where they yeah. had to reshoot his entrance because everyone was chatting Hardy at him. Yeah, yeah. Jesus talk of, Christ. Talk about cutting your nose off to spite your face. Fucking hell. I bet Hunter sat there absolutely fucking raging. Just spent months and months and months building up this guy. It's just over a year, over a year, over a year. They've been building up carrying cross, and for what? What do they have to show for it now? Yeah, because I tell you what, every every single fucker that he's destroyed, Champa, Pete Dunn, um, Adam Cole, baby, yeah, Johnny Gargano, Gargano, um, O'Reilly, O'Reilly, Finn, Finn, Keith Lee, Keith, yeah. For what? And this like, is what we get. <laughs> for what? Like Santos Escobar? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. For what? Like, ugh, they're a fucking joke. They're an absolute fucking joke. It's shit like this that makes me hate the main roster. Mm. Like, I hate watching it because I know someone that's really, really, really unique and really been portrayed differently is going to rock up on Raw and be a jobber. Yep. Within... Minutes of the day. Minutes. Yeah. Which is exactly not, what this felt like. If they're not going into a fucking straight into a feud with Dolph Ziggler for fucking no reason. <laughs> they're coming out dancing and all like a completely different character. All mm-hmm. the just this was this was a slap in the face to fans, I thought. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's sla- yeah, slap in the face to NXT fans, to NXT creative. Everything for the rest done as well. Yeah, like there was there was apparently several guys in NXT that came out afterwards and kind of voiced a few opinions on on the treatment of him on Raw. And the thing is as well, like Cross is in the unenviable position of this is a big opportunity for him. Yeah, how can he say no? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying it's I'm not saying they've completely broken Cross because they haven't. 
Then they come back next week and absolutely murder Jeff. Well, after the match, he says bad. He made the biggest mistake of his life. So I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. But, and Scarlett was teasing that she's going to end up debuting with, like, to be Cross's manager. But at the same time, like, it, it just... It, it's just so frustrating, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's really, just, really frustrating. As I say, it's like a slap in the face to fans, to the wrestlers, mm-hmm. to everyone involved in NXT. Yeah. And they do this time and time and time again. And it's like... it When at the same time, we've literally got like all the other wrestling companies working together. Mm-hmm. And WWE can't even each wait other's back. Fucking developmental can't... brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. It is. Speaking of nonsense, Alexa brings Lily back because that's what the return we needed tonight. Um, <sighs> Eva and Dewdrop come in. Uh, Alexa ignores them. Alexa says, says, don't say anything bad about Lily. Does voodoo. Eva Marie falls over and makes it abundantly oh. clear that she has no acting chops. <laughs> Eve Marie she, can't she can't even fall over convincingly she was more wooden than the fucking swing that Lily was sat on me <laughs> like Jesus Christ Lily was fucking better better at acting than Eve Marie and she's a fucking inanimate object it's terrible um, absolutely terrible yeah and then we go to the main event which was Rhea vs Charlotte for like the 800th time um, back and forth match uh, these two have great chemistry so at least there was that. Yeah. Charlotte targets Rhea's knee, uh, hits a chop block on the floor, which looked horrible, um, and just dominates as Rhea limps around. Um, Rhea applies a figure four, hits a riptide, Charlotte uh, gets a foot on the rope. Charlotte walks off, hits Rhea with the belt and gets herself DQ'd, and then they have a big brawl. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nikki Ash cashes in. Nikki, Nikki, Nikki. Hits a... Uh, Lovely looking steamboat esque top rope crossbody and picks Beautiful. up the win. New women's champion. This was great. They really got a awesome. nice way to end the show. Yeah. Fans popped like crazy. Yeah. Nikki does the celebrating the crowd as well, which is cool. Um, they did drag that out for a little longer than I thought, though. It was almost like they were trying to force it down your neck. Like, oh, look, she's in the crowd. Look, look, fans are back. Like, I, I get it. Yeah, that's WWE, isn't it? They yeah. just do that. Um, but this was very cool. That was um, awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy for Nikki because yeah. she fucking has worked her ass off. She doesn't she she didn't complain when she was getting shit creative. She just everything, every, whatever they give her, anything, just sucked she, it up. She just get, she works well with whatever they give her. Yeah. Um, this is obviously her gimmick, and she's embraced it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, obviously there's talk of Vince loving it because it's like it, it's really good for like the make a wish stuff it's really good for yeah, 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 yeah. merchandise and hopefully she has the belt for a while because I think she definitely has earned she's earned it uh, she definitely deserves it she's definitely earned a, a run um, but yeah that was Raw uh, do you know what I'd like to see with, what, what with, with, with Nikki's whole whole thing her character they could play into a lot of what she did before, her whole sanity gimmick, her whole like mental Nikki thing. She gets involved in a few with Nikki. Like with, three, face, three faces of Foley sort of thing. Sort of, yeah. 
And they have her like almost go into like this, like they have her go into a feud with Alexa and Alexa starts to kind of tease this dark side out of her. And she kind of I, goes from superhero, like almost a superhero, superhero, anti-hero, and then villain. She goes back to being like crazy Nikki. That'd be cool I, to see that evolution I'd of quite like a character. Like, I'd quite like them to do a cinematic match with Nikki yeah. and Alexa. Oh, mate. Yeah. Because they could do some really cool stuff with that. Yeah. Really, really um, good. But yeah, that was raw. What were your highs and lows, mate? Uh, I think I think we're probably in unison on what the low is. Fucking yeah, absolutely. Carrying cross getting absolutely fucking oh. jobbed out. Behave. Carrying cross, absolutely. Um, it's, it's just disappointing. So disappointing. Um, my high was a toss up between two things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say the joint. Because it was two really nice things. Nikki, Nikki winning the women's title was brilliant. Yeah. That I was really happy for that. 100 percent Yeah. Um, but also just seeing Keith Lee back. Yeah. Always Keith happy. Lee on Keith. my screen. Yes. I'm glad he's okay. I'm glad he's back. Yeah. Um, and I, I get the, as I say, I get the impression maybe he's gonna be doing some more work with Bobby after some after SummerSlam. I do. And that felt, good. It felt like there was a lot of unfinished business there. Yeah. Uh, there's also unfinished business with Keith and Sheamus, so he could get into the US title picture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Either way, I think that he's going to be in a title picture sooner rather than later. Yeah, I agree. Uh, um, was that? Oh, got me. That's what my high was. Same. It's a, it's a toss up between Nikki winning it and uh, Keith Lee coming back. Uh, I'm going to say, Nick, I'm, like, I'm over the moon to see Keith Lee back, but I think uh, just seeing Nikki get what she's kind of deserved and really worked hard and earned, um, yeah, is awesome. If, it felt like they could have pulled the trigger on her when she was feuding with Bailey last year. Yeah. It wouldn't It wouldn't have felt amiss if Nikki had to beat Bailey for the belt. I'm glad she didn't because Bailey's run was fantastic. Mm. And it meant a lot more when Sasha dethroned her, but yeah, Nikki absolutely deserves to have, have the women's title. She's earned it. She's worked the arse off. She's yeah. in the best shape of her life. She's like repackaged herself in a way that is just smart. Like, yeah. For all the people shitting on it, like, I think she's like thrown herself into this and she's really making it work. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she's just. You can't not like Nikki Cross, can you? She, no. She's just she's just so lovable. She's just lovable. She's just very wholesome. Yeah, like and and her I, fella's I, big demo. <laughs> yeah, and her fella's the man as well. Um, I I I rank I rank like people on whether I'd let them look after me dog, and she's someone I'd absolutely let look after <laughs> my dog. That's an amazing <laughs> way to rank people. <laughs> Love she's a, she's in the top tier of yeah. She she'd be able to look after Betty. Our <laughs> um, oh, bets. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of t-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out topropebrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, 
go to the brew tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to stick your cancer charities. Yeah, so should we uh, talk about some SmackDown? Yes, mate, let's do it. So, yeah, Cena opens the show, uh, talks about returning again. Pretty much a similar promo to what he caught on Raw, really. Mentions um, a Firefly Funhouse, though, doesn't he? Does. He was like, people does. have been asking me how I managed to get out of the Firefly Funhouse or how I managed to get out of something or other to do with the Firefly Funhouse. It was interesting he mentioned it. Yeah, I... I've got a little theory about it. I'll get into it when we talk about Roman's promo. Okay. But there's definitely a bit more to more than meets the eye with this, I think. Okay. I I, I mean, I'm not holding hope because WWE and they've just buried their NXT champion on fucking Raw. <laughs> but, you know. And I hate using the word burial, but that was... That was a burial. Jeff Hardy came out with a fucking Triple H's golden shovel. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, he talks about facing uh, facing off with Reigns and he asks the crowd if they're Team George or Team Cargo Pants with Javi Jordan. <laughs> um, he calls Roman out and uh, Heyman comes out and said, and says Cena isn't worth Roman listening to and just mocks John. Um, mocks his music. <laughs> mocks his music. And uh, yeah, that's basically we're going to get an answer later on in the show. Um we then got uh, Finn Balor versus Sami Zayn, and this match was fucking banging. Um, Zayn controls early on. Finn th- manages to throw Sami out. It's a beautiful dive on him. Um, yeah. Finn's so over as well, isn't he? Like, yeah. He, he really is. Like, WWE just needs to fucking pull the trigger on him, push him to the moon. But have him like he was in NXT. I don't want him coming out with smiles and fucking well, too sweet. I don't sort want that. Of was a bit of a, a malgam of both, wasn't he? The shades of grey, if you like. Yeah. Like, when, when he hit the dive on Sammy, he did the whole, like, uh, the Bullet Club finger guns, didn't he? That, wasn't he? Yeah. I was like, he was grimacing a lot during this match. Like, he was mm. he, he was scowling and looking at Sammy with a bit of disdain. Yeah. Um, Sammy regains his advantage by throwing Finn into the steel steps. Um, there was a really cool spot where Sammy reversed a sling blade into a blue thunderbomb, which looked phenomenal yeah that was cool um, and then uh, Sammy goes for the corner exploder Finn reverses it into like a, a roll up and a stomp and then hits a coup de grace to pick up the win mm. um, yeah this was a really fun match these two can do no wrong really can they no, no whenever, you, really whenever you put Finn and Sammy in the ring together you know you're getting some magic um, we then see uh, Corbin <laughs> Backstage, bless him. <laughs> he tells Kayler he lost money on his uh, GoFundMe, and uh, the guy go- who made the site ghosted him. And uh, he had to ride the bus to work, and it smells like cheese curds and sweaty feet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I-, I was a bit skeptical about this Corbin character, but it's quite it's funny, so, isn't it? <laughs> it's so entertaining. He reminds me of fucking um, of uh, Neil off the Young Ones. <laughs> which if anyone doesn't get that I know if Aaron was on this podcast he'd be asking me what the young ones was um, 
the, the Young Ones is a very good TV show from the eighties. Go watch it. Do it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, then we um, we get Biggie making his entrance. Bit disappointed that uh, he wasn't at, um, he wasn't at the thingy, the Rolling oh, Loud. Wow, actually, because we'll Wale was there. We'll get onto that in a minute, but I'm actually yeah. glad he wasn't. I am glad he wasn't. Also, but I'm. I'm a little bit disappointed we didn't get Wally and E because they're always gold together. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he comes out and the crowd are electric for Ooh, him. Oh, boy. Um, Chan, yeah, you yeah. deserve it. He gets really emotional as well, which was nice. Yeah. Um, talks about earning money in the bank. Apollo interrupts him um, and dismisses. Apollo's Tron looked awesome. Like I like the fact they the had the steps. AR with the spears crossed. And the spears come. The, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Man. Really and good. He, um, yeah, so uh, Apollo interrupts him and <laughs> just dismisses money in the bank. Like, you've got a contract, but I'm a real champion. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Apollo's got the same sort of thing as Jinder for me, where he's like a Saturday morning cartoon villain. Shit bad cartoon villain. <laughs> yeah. It's just like the bad guy in Lethal Weapon 2. <laughs> I'm just waiting for him to start saying he's got diplomatic immunity. Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> it's any, any day now. <laughs> um, uh, Blurty dogs come out for reasons because um, they've not been on TV in time. Like, it's I forgot shit that they haven't been on TV. I forgot that they've got that shit new music. Yeah, it's trash. Um, it confused me when they came out because I was like, Who the hell is this? I've not heard this music before. Then I remembered. And yeah, before like Bob Rude can say anything, Dolph just chats shit, doesn't he? Um, as oh, always, you want to uh, talk about the Intercontinental <laughs> Championship? A couple of dirty dogs. I give a shit, mate. <laughs> also, this did mid- Rude win the Intercontinental? I thought he was only ever US champion. He was US champ. Don't worry about Fucking it. Fucking Ziggler's talking shit then. Same thing. <laughs> Rude should have won the Intercontinental title. It's Rude like, should have won a hell of a lot more than he has done. Because it would fit him like a glove. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and Boogs interrupts and a uh, stupid sexy Shinsuke comes out and they didn't really do anything. They just came out and then Cesaro comes out and uh, immediately after, yeah. Says he's gonna he says he's gonna swing uh, Apollo and they all want the IC title. Big brawl breaks out, faces get rid of the heels, um Biggie hits a massive clothesline on uh, Commander Aziz over the top and Bosh. Aziz sold it like a fucking champ. <laughs> um and uh then Cesaro swings Apollo. I would not be against seeing a Cesaro and Apollo much. That'd be fun. Or That'd be feud, really fun. Feud even. Yeah. Uh, I, I I wouldn't even be against Apollo losing the IC title to Cesaro. I think. No. Why not? I wouldn't be against, maybe with the exception of Ziggler and Rude, him against anyone that was in this. Because, like, the mm. there's, he's had the belt. You forget he was IC champion. When was the last time he defended it? Who else is in the mid-card title, like, title picture? Like really, Sammy, he's in it. Sammy E. He's not I, now, is he? Though he's got money in the bank. He doesn't need to be in, but like he could be around that. But then he's always got the option of going. Well, I'm just going to cash in for. He's going to dethrone Roman, I think. Do you reckon? Yeah. I feel like he's going to. Nah, I feel like the draft. He's going to go raw, and he's it, it depends, choose. doesn't it? I, I think either way, he's probably going to have a successful cash in. He is going to have a successful cash-in, and I feel like it's based, going to be for the WWE Based on the crowd reaction alone, I think WWE aren't that stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm mean, I say s- that. Fucking look at Karrion Cross, but... Um, <laughs> they're, not, they're not going to sand out him. <laughs> no. 
I, I think that would be like the ultimate derailment if they did. Like, yeah. If they do, just fuck. You might as well just fucking release them at that point because you've just you just ruined them. If if they give E an unsuccessful cash in, I'm going to stop watching it. Yes, <laughs> because Big, if you Biggie fuck that the, up, there's no hope for anything else. Biggie is one of the only things that keeps me watching WWE at the moment. Yeah, like Biggie and Roman are like kind of the the two main things. Yeah. Um. And I'm not I'm not including NXT and NXT UK in there because WWE don't, so why should I? Um <laughs> Pat uh moving on anyway, Pat puts his sunglasses on because we're going to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Pat, he's the best. And then Wale <laughs> introduces the Street Profits, which pretty cool. Um it was pretty cool. Um I like I Wale. He's just I like great. Wale, yeah. My my gripe about this. It, from a spectacle, from a visual, it from looked a visual amazing. View, it looked but amazing. The crowd, did crowd not care. didn't give a shit at all. It was just like, hang on, we're at a hip hop festival, we're waiting for fucking ASAP Rocky and fucking Rick Ross to come on. All of yeah, a sudden, like, there's a ring here. Like, that was saying fucking on? Rick Ross was on like next. So this was literally just a fucking the little warm up act, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it was, so yeah, it was we, disappointing because like it feels shit putting people out, like the, the wrestlers. In that situation, where you like you're in front of a crowd that don't really care. So th- this is this is the thing. I would have the reason I said it was disappointing we didn't get Wale playing Biggie out when they're both on the same show. Yeah, was because the crowd would have actually probably got into that. Possibly, yeah. Because it's they they're there to see rap music. They've got Wale performing Biggie's entrance music, which is mm. a banging song anyway. Mm. Yeah, and, no, I get that. And Biggie, Biggie can win over any crowd. Mm. It's just, I don't know. I'm not sure the rap and hip-hop hip hop community are the group of people that you want to be putting rest in front of. Like, it works when they do it over here at Download. Like, the, the rock and alternative, like, metal community go mad for wrestling. You get people that go in there and watch it. Like, so the thing is that they have it set up as a separate stage. So you mm. have the yeah. option. It's not like they go, oh, here's the main stage and they suddenly have, they there's have, going to be some wrestling. You've got the yeah, option. They have, that, they have that tent, don't they, with all yeah. the, with the ring in. Whereas, yeah, it, yeah it's like... This is just like, it's, it's forced and upon them. It looked, it looked like the crowd, like the, the angle of the stage, it looked like it was quite hard for the crowd to actually see it. Yeah, yeah. Was the other issue. Is it, well, it was set back on the stage, wasn't it? So it was like it was set like back on the stage, and, and also the stage was really high up. Yeah, because like there was times when like when Bianca was walking down like the catwalk in the middle, and there was people like looking up. So I was thinking, well, the people at the front can't see the fucking ring. No chance. So yeah, um, so yeah, we get Dawkins versus Gable, which Dawkins is fine. Dawkins comes in hot. Gable works over Dawkins' arm. As I said before, the crowd just don't give a shit. And nope. <laughs> while he was at ringside texting, which made me laugh. <laughs> it was like, yeah, while he's not even asked, he's there. Fucking and they, they kept they, they kept cutting onto Wally as well. And he was like, he had his phone in his hand. Like, what are you doing? You Jesus. Um, <laughs> Forgot where he was for a moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dawkins wins with the anointments. Bianca comes out. And then we go straight into Bianca versus Carmella. Um, 
I couldn't focus on this match because there was that many camera cuts. Yeah, to the crowd. I, not just the crowd within the match. Like mm. there was a bit where Bianca was like punching um, Mella, and I counted twenty-two camera cuts. Fucking hell! It got to a point where I was getting a headache. There was that many camera cuts. They did so the same I, with fucking um, Drew and Shanky with the chair shots, didn't they? And that whole just yeah, like and it's oh, it's literally like just let it fucking breathe. Mm. This is the other thing where I'm why I prefer like NXT and NXT UK. There's not like eighty thousand fucking camera cuts. Yeah, in one fucking segment, they let they let the shot breathe. That's bullshit. It's yeah. <laughs> it's just it's 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 overkill. It takes it takes away from what's going on in the ring. It's distracting. But you can't it's just like one of the one of the best things with wrestling when it's done right is like the facial expressions of the wrestlers. Yeah. If the camera's changing that much, you can't you really process it. Yeah. Like the there's that there's that uh, gif that everyone fucking uses of Kenny Omega where he's like got the sort of like. He just looks fed up. <laughs> I love that gift. Like <laughs> during the during his match with Sonny Kiss, where he just squashed, he squashed Sonny, and he just looks fed up to be there. <laughs> and the the thing that was so good about that was that whole match was one shot, more yeah. or less. And they let it breathe, and they they, they zoomed in on Kenny's, Kenny's face after he did the one wing things. Just like, <sighs> but that was it. Whereas <laughs> this, like. I couldn't, I literally couldn't process what was going on in the match because there was that many camera cuts. I had to stop looking at the screen. Yeah, I, that was I literally was feeling sick from like the, um, how erratic it was. Um, and it's not needed. It really isn't. Uh, Bianca wins the KOD anyway. Nah. Just <laughs> Kevin Dunn, fucking retire. Stop doing all these camera cuts, you dickhead. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got back to the arena. Uh, the crowd, the crowd that Rowan Loud seemed really happy. The wrestling was over. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I heard him at we... one point ch- chanting, uh, "We want." I think it was, "We want Rocky," uh, like ASAP Rocky. Yeah. Or Ricky, like Rick Ross. I can't remember. But they were chanting that at one point. I was like, they do not care here. No. They kept going to the crowd, and like literally, they were seeing people like walking away from yes. the stage, and like. People waving at the camera because oh the camera's on me. They weren't asked about the wrestling. Um, so yeah, we go back to the arena. Um, and there's a really cool bit where Kevin Owens is helping Shotty and Knox fix the tank. Yeah, and he's yeah. just like, oh maybe if you hit it with the hammer. And they were like, yeah, we tried that. He's like, oh well, I, I don't know. Then. That's it. Then I'm out of ideas. I, I love as well that Kevin Owens wears like his mates t-shirts. He doesn't yeah, wear his own merch. Like you know, Viking, Viking Raiders t-shirts on. Yeah, man. Um, top top. And lad. obviously, he used to rock Everise shirts all the time on SmackDown. You should, should um, you should still be rocking that Everise still rules. <laughs> the show rules now, friend of. Um, yeah. Fucking friend of the show, friend of the show. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, then Corbin comes up to KO and he apologizes and KO's like, look, just don't don't be a dick. Don't be a jerk. If you're nice to people, people will be nice back to you. Uh, he gives he gives Corbin like all the money in his wallet. That's a nice guy, Kevin Owens. Good nice guy. guy. And then the t- 
as they're fixing the tank, the fucking rocket just hits him right in the plums. <laughs> <laughs> and he like go he goes down, he's like, oh and um, it just reminded me of that bit on the Simpsons, old man getting hit in the groin. Um <laughs> Yeah, then the blurty dogs come in and steal Corbin's money and KO chases them off with a chair. I I, I said it before, I'm, I'm really enjoying this, like, down-on-his-luck Corbin. Mm. There's a bit, he, he, come, he had, like, his white shirt on, and he, uh, he comes in, and Kevin goes, you were in the same shirt as last week. He went, no, no, it's a new shirt. He went, you've got another stain on it. But, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was drinking spaghetti out of a can. Out of a can. <laughs> spaghetti out of a can. It was like Woods pointed out like Corbin had like a mustard stain on his shirt last week and it really <laughs> added to it. And then they've just got overkill on it, but in the best way. Did you see Woods fucking... put on Twitter? He's like, oh my God, that's the funniest thing I've seen. Someone please send me that as a video. And I think it's him getting hit in the plums by the tank. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, uh... it was amazing. <laughs> Lovely stuff. What um, did we get after this? Uh, edge in the ring got, of a promo, we... wasn't it? We got Edge cutting a, a promo on uh, how hard he fought to get back to where he was and Rollins cost him the title and he, when he had the job done. He says Rollins should have got the job done in 2014 and he go he talks about like how he learned from evil people and he hypes with the brood and the Ministry of Darkness, which the yeah. crowd love. Good stuff. Big fan of that. Ro- Rollins came out looking like an evangelist <laughs> and he had the same energy as well. He looked like uh, he'd stolen fucking Jim Carrey's suit from Dumb and Dumber. That baby yeah. blue powder suit. <laughs> With a white tie. <laughs> um, white silk. Yeah. Um, a satin suit as well. Um, so, yeah, he says he despises Cleveland and he hates people like Edge and Cena jumping the line. And uh, talks about wanting... It, it's weird. He was kind of like... He was very jovial, wasn't he? He was like laughing a lot. and Yeah. He says he wants to um, end Edge's career and then he vows to re-break Edge's neck and that causes like a big old brawl to break out. Uh, Rollins gets out of there before Edge can hit the spear. After no selling the execution, which they they were trying to like hype up. Trying to get that over a bit, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we get Tony Storm making a debut. Um, yes, Tony Storm. Bessie Mates. Bessie hmm? Mates, me and Tony Storm. Best best friend. Best friends. Um, best friend. Friend of the podcast, Tony Storm. Uh, <laughs> against uh, Zelina Vega, who is already already jobbing to yeah. everybody because her husband's all elite. Because um, <laughs> her husband didn't sign for the extra 60 days. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Tony Storm comes out, um, as I said before, NXT UK gimmick. Babyface Tony Storm. Um, she's like high five and fans, and mm. it, I, it's one of those things. I'm glad that Tony is a face because she's she's great at whatever she does. Yeah. However, um, she was doing some really good heel work. I thought, and she was. She was I'm much surprised. Much I'm surprised better. they reverted them back to being a babyface. But that being said. She was really over. The yeah. crowd were buzzing to see her. Yeah. Um, the thing is, at least, like, yeah, she comes in as a face, I guess. Like, I'm disappointed because, as you say, she's done some really good heel work. 
And she comes in as a face. That's fine. She's clearly very over, but they know that eventually if they do decide to turn her heel, she's got that persona. She's going to hit that, out the park. They've got that to tap straight yeah. back into. So, and the thing with Tony is like, she's that good that whatever she does is going to be good. Yeah. Of course. Like, she'll make it work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Storm controls the match. Um, gets all the shit in. Uh, Zelina reverses a Storm Zero into a code red, keeping it in the family there. Because um, <laughs> obviously her cousin is the amazing red who invented the code red. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really like that Tony started calling this new finisher Storm One. Is like it? Storm Zero, Storm One. Storm One, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because Storm um, Zero was a, was a totally different finisher, wasn't it? Storm Zero is a um, Tiger Bomb. That's it. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Storm One is uh, like that weird neck breaker cutter thing she does from a hip mm. toss. It's incredible. Yeah. And she did she did that other mental move, didn't she, in uh, NXT for a little bit, where it was like a it was like a weird DDT, but like she lit it was it was basically Storm One, but she like spiked them on top of the head. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it, either way, it looks very cool. Uh, it was cool the way they set up as well, where like Zelina kind of she she went to do something to Tony and ended up like pulling Tony's belt off and was like looking at it. And then as she like charged Tony, Tony tri- like hit it with hit her with yeah. the Storm One. Yeah, yeah. Um, to pick up the win. Yeah, Tony Storms. That's how you debut someone. Mm-hmm. That's how you debut a new star. You have them. Show everything you can do, win convincingly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Zelina is already dangerously close to just getting, like, falling into obscurity now. Yeah. She was, um, like, I, her I, opening match. I was, think WWE re, only re-signed her, so like AW won. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I think. That's just my two cents on it, but... It's it definitely seems like especially with AEW making all these big moves at the moment, mm. and and it was like a fog on that Alistair Black was going to AEW. We yeah. knew that. It was just when everyone kind of expected Andrade too. Mm. I don't think anyone expected Brian or Punk too. No. Um. But yeah, I I, I get the impression WWE kind of just were like shit. She's probably going to end up going to mm-hmm. AEW. Let's let's just get her back. Yeah. Um. And then go to uh, Jimmy Uso versus Dominic Mysterio, which was again a bit of a weird match. Um, Jimmy's dyed his hair red yeah. to match Jay. Looks, yeah. It's a wee bit odd. Jay Jay's literally looked like he'd just like been sprayed without moving. <laughs> like it was odd. Um. Yeah. So Uso controls Dom. Uh, Dom goes for six one nine. Jay pulls uh, Jimmy to safety. Uh, Dom goes first three amigos for his puppy. Um, Jimmy fights out. Dom hits a, hits a 619 this time. Um, Jay distracts Dominic as he goes for like a frog splash and Jimmy hits a super kick. And then get some weird, like awkward, really oh, awkward reversals. Sloppy. It's a bit um, sloppy, bless him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, good. Then Jimmy wins with the assisted roll-up from Jay. Um, That's how they won the belts, the money in the bank yeah. as well. Yeah. And kind of the, the boots to the back for the extra elevation. 
it, it's it's weird that they've kind of just had Jimmy go full on board with everything. Mm. I think that's kind of his punishments, isn't it? They've they've not done the Jimmy versus Roman story because he was a naughty boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we get Roman entering and a really cool shot of them all holding the belt on the it's stage. Awesome, that love that. I love um, that. Roman in the ring then tells everybody to acknowledge him and says, Cena already has. And then this was a fucking great line. Roman says, Hollywood fooled him. And he thought that we get we were getting a different Cena because they give him a new lick of paint. And he's like, it's the same. It's the same 2005 John Cena. Interesting that he said 2005 John Cena is what I'm getting at. Because yeah, yeah. obviously um, the whole thing with The Fiend a while back was people would revert back to their old sort of gimmick mm. after feuding with them, like Rollins turned heel, Miz turned heel. Yeah. Valor yeah. turned into fucking Prince Devitt. Um, yeah. yeah. It's interesting that he said Cena went back to 2005 and not just normal Cena. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And he, <laughs> Roman says Cena's like missionary position. <laughs> uh, he says doing it every night, it just doesn't inspire him. Um, and he says he doesn't want to see Cena, so he's not going to wrestle him. Challenge then declined. Big Dick Fergal comes out. <laughs> um, Big Dick Fergal. <laughs> and Roman Roman says, "Oh, my my uh, my advisor says that you're here to acknowledge me." And then pr- the prince. That wasn't Smiley Finn. That was the fucking fucking prince. (laughs) Was like, I'm not here to acknowledge you. I'm here to challenge you. And he basically, without saying it, said, "You've got something that belongs to me," which is finally, yeah, finally acknowledging (laughs) that Finn hasn't had his fucking the title back. Yeah. Um, not even an opportunity. Roman, this is weird though because it ended very abruptly but Roman just kind of like he laugh, laughs and then he goes challenge accepted. Nice. So are we getting Finn and Roman at SummerSlam? Or are we getting it on SmackDown? Or are we getting, getting it sooner? I think we're probably getting it sooner and then we're going to end up with Roman Cena. They, they are, it's weird isn't it because like obviously the reason The Rock doesn't wrestle is because of um, the insurance. It's- I'd mm. assume Cena's the same and he hasn't got physical yet. No. It, it, it makes sense. That, it makes more sense to do Cena and Roman at SummerSlam than Roman and Finn because Cena's a bigger draw. Yeah, of course. No disrespect to Finn there, of course. But mm-hmm. at the same time, um, I'd, I'd love to see Finn versus Roman on a pick. yeah. Oh, it'd be awesome, baby. It's it's not like it's not below WWE to put a big marquee match like that on an episode of SmackDown, though. Like I, they gave mm-hmm. us him and Brian on SmackDown, didn't they? Yeah, what a send off for Daniel Bryan. <laughs> keep keep him looking. Send off. <laughs> keep him looking hot for AEW. <laughs> Do it. Let's see, WWE is like doing a really good job of building these characters. Like they build fucking Malachi Black, and then. <laughs> He's debuted this new character in AEW, which is basically <laughs> what he was building in WWE. Um, <laughs> madness. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's certainly intriguing, especially the Prince versus the Tribal Chief. Mm. Like, 
it, it doesn't feel like we're going to get the demon, which is nice because yeah, I like the demon, but, but I have overkilled to the tribal chief chief first, and then bring out the demon. Yeah, and then have Roman fucking eviscerate the demon, and then it's dead and buried. It's another feather, not dead and buried because it it does wear, and I, I I I enjoy it. It's just one of them where it's like. Just, just save it for special occasions. Make it feel yeah. special again. Don't just, don't just roll it out in a fucking three-minute squash match on SummerSlam like you did last time. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's definitely intriguing seeing mm. the prince versus the tribal chief. Um, but yeah, Absolutely. that was SmackDown. What were your highs and lows, dear? Uh, Finn challenging for the. Universal Championship coming out at the end. It was it was a surprise, and I didn't expect him to. It wasn't a surprise because I saw it spoiled for me this morning when I yeah, I, I didn't I didn't see the spoiler. I was very very shocked. <laughs> so yeah, that was cool. That'd be my high. My low would be uh, the whole what's it called thingy rolling loud rolling loud thing. They absolutely yeah. killed the momentum. Uh, the crowd didn't give a shit, and yeah, it was. Just, as I say, visually as a spectacle, it looked awesome as a spectacle, but from an actual crowd response and interest in what was going on, yeah, there was, there was nothing there. So that was my low. What about yours? Um, yeah, I, I'm in agreement. The, all the stuff at the Rap Festival, um, in particular, Carmella versus uh, Bianca because of all the camera cuts, because yeah, that was like... That one suffered more of the two. Yeah, it made me, as I say, I was like getting motion sickness from like the amount of camera cuts there were. <laughs> and it just wasn't enjoyable to watch it because of that. Um, my high was uh, Finn versus Sammy. I thought it was a really fun match. Really enjoyed it. Um, I did think Roman's promo at the end, that was fantastic as well. <laughs> yeah. Just the whole Hollywood fooled me. That was just, I'm me, <laughs> me chuckling. Uh, also, it would be interesting if Cena then, like, like th- there's so many things they can do with this, like, because he said that Cena's got the same entrance music, he's got the same aesthetic since 2005. It'd be cool if this was the way they kind of debut new music, debut a bit of a different look for Cena. Yeah. I don't think they will. No, they won't, but, but this would be a, an ideal time to do it, so. It would be cool if that was how they were going to do it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, well, we shall see. Um, yeah, that was Roaring Smack Diddly Diddly Down. Um, meaty episode. Lots nice. of, a lot to digest. Um, a lot to sort of like delve into. Um, if you want to let us know what you thought about it, um, you can tell us on our Twitter and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod, or you can tell us on Facebook, Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Um, I was I was watching Raw live this week, so I was chatting with a few people on there in the community there uh, while I was watching it. Um, I generally try to do that if I'm watching a show, um, as we all do, don't we? Indeed. Um, and yeah, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. You must love this podcast house and the Untitled Wrestling Podcast house.